Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, our turn. Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate Quote, he's Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier, a Saturday night, night day of June. How you doing, Aaron? I have never been better, Arnie. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about for the next three months or so, but uh, I'm excited to be here with you. You know, this is the first, uh, well, not the official, well, it's kind of like the official first weekend coming in. We're now the NBA's done, the NHL's done. I was sitting around today going, my wife's like, let's go to Costco. Wow. Let's go to Costco. I'm like, I, I, just, I gotta, gotta watch the game. There's some game. There was nothing. I didn't know what to do with myself. Now, I, I college baseball? myself. College baseball, not your thing? College no, I, you know, I, I'll watch that, but Arizona's not in it. So oh. once, yeah, they're, once they're gone. Uh, but of course, if you ask our producer, Mike Myers, what we should start with, he wanted us to start with, with the Triple Crown and Justify. He, he thinks that's the most important story of the day. Do you not, Eminem? I, I, right I, I, I did not say that. I said I'm, we should I'm mention. I'm looking at the sheet right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but still, you're right the ho- you're the host. I I pitch ideas. You don't have to throw me under the bus. You're you're the one who ruined Houston's fans' lives. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Cavs no, fans' lives. Too. No. Wow. No. And also, let's not forget, Arnie. Let's not forget you. Pretty much for the last two and a half months. Two and a half months. It's a long time. Yeah. We're basically saying, time. forget everything. Steve DeSager, put this in my put this in your update. The Houston Rockets are the 2018 NBA well, champions. Did, I'm not and a then, doctor. And, then, and, 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 then, and then and yeah. then twice, twice you jumped the gun. Game six, 
They were up by 17. You're like, I'd like to congratulate the Houston Rockets on winning wow. the Western Conference. I, and wait, then wait, game wait. seven at the half, you did the same thing. Come I, on, wait, man. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm not a doctor, okay? I didn't know on their way to winning uh, over Golden State. You should Chris know that Paul. you're that you're that you're, oh, but still Chris Paul wasn't there in game 6 and game 7. I know That's that I excuse. didn't know his leg was going to blow up like that. How did I how can I foresee of that? Of course you knew cuz you're the kiss of death. Oh, yeah, don't, don't don't blame me. Like I said, it's it's a relevant story and I was like, "Hey, touch on it and then gear into what's well, the most uh, important uh, thing going on. Don't throw me under the bus when you've already made a bunch of mistakes yourself." Right, okay, off, look in the we're mirror. We're off to a good start well, yeah, now. I will we're off to a this. good start. Here's my unbelievable. Here's yeah, my favorite thing about horse racing. First yeah. of all, shout out to Justify. <laughs> I don't know if he's a regular listener of ours, but if he is, <laughs> feel free to call in. We're proud of you. But uh, the the stud fees have come out, and that's what I'm always interested in. That yes. that to me is the most interesting part of horse racing. So apparently, Justify stud fees could go for upwards of sixty million dollars. Arnie, talk about a second career, a second wow. life act. How about that? Wow. How did, how did I'm I get in, in I'm that in the wrong business. I got to own horses for crying out loud. I was going to say, last week you were ready to take on NBA refereeing. You were ready to take over the whole league uh, and handle everything that goes on in that capacity. You and I got to buy a horse so we can get in on this uh, stud fee action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I have a little nervous energy today uh, with a little anticipation. Of, of course, you know, so a lot of you did not know this, but um, I went to high school and college. Uh, with my uh, BFF, my best friend, uh, Steve Kerr. You did? And, and yeah, really? I, I know, kind of, you didn't hear about that. That's Steve you? Kerr? Like the, yeah, it's it kind of crazy. Uh, and you even though I haven't spoke young. to him, I haven't spoke to him in like five years. Matter of fact, I think the last time I spoke to him, he got mad at me because I said, hey, he's won a championship or two. And he goes, how many have I won? I'm like, three? How many? I guess I was off by a couple, but but whatever. That was beside the point. Um, and I, I think one of the other times I had him on, uh, he made the game-winning shot against Utah. He goes, how are you Knicks doing now? But I haven't spoke to him in like five years, but I'm pretty sure he'll pick up the phone and call today. Uh, so 877-99 on Fox, 877 Nah. You had to say that super slow, Artie. Well, he's, you know, Casey's got, writing it down. Maybe he's writing it he, down. He, Who he knows? might still be partying heavily from winning oh. his third NBA championship in I, four years. He's got and, more and important that, things yeah, to do than well, call I, you. Yeah. Was that, an wow. was that an indictment on the Arizona education, by the way? No, that he had to wow. say it so slow? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. It's just a question. I, I don't understand you guys. I we're, We went to high school together. We went to college together. Yeah, and you've I, been putting out that phone number since you were working with Plank. And he has he called that show? Has he called that show? You're right. so mean. And, and I remember beating him in high school in one-on-one. And even if I didn't beat him in high school and, and we did play one-on-one, I'm sure I'd win like 21 to 9 or something like that. Who do you think? Right, 21-15. Who do you think post-high school has been had a more successful post-high school career, you or Steve Kerr? That's a tough one. I know. So see, can let's... we can we take can we do that on the uh, on the text line? Well, we can. I'm going to pull up. Wait, wait. He's not even the fo- he's not even the most famous guy from my high school. I know Ernie Spaniers. All right. No, I'm... Forrest Whitaker. Okay. Well, I, I, okay. So here's Steve Kerr's resume: five time NBA champion as a player. Yeah. Three times as a coach. Right. Out of four, though, so it's only seventy five percent. Right. Uh, NBA three point shootout champ, nineteen ninety seven. Yes. 
Second team AP All-American at Arizona in 1988. Second team? Well, check this. According to the NABC, he was only a third team All-American. Okay. Uh, two-time first team All-Pac-10. Yeah. Not Pac-12. That was before uh, Colorado and Utah. Right. I know that. Thank also, you. Also had the number 25 jersey retired at the University of Arizona. Now you list Damn. your resume. We'll leave it up to the listeners and the callers to decide. Well, you know, I, I wonder if, he's, if he stays awake at night thinking – if only Arnie would have kept up, well, excuse me, back then, if only if Arnold uh, would have kept up and you know, because he was better than I am, him and I could have both played for the Bulls and we both could have won five championships. I mean, I mean, are they even talking about MJ? Is it, is it even MJ versus LeBron or is it just Arnie versus LeBron or just I, I, the Bulls I, you know versus what? the I, I stay awake at night thinking about if I would have just kept going. You know what's so funny? I was better than Kerr in high school and I'm better than Kerr now. It's just the part in between that he was better. What do you mean? He's got a bad back now, doesn't he? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it's but, only the middle part that he was a little bit better than me. No, I think you yeah. were good, too. You just well, never got your yeah, shot. You know, I, it I was the coaches. Politics. Know, yeah, it's always politics. Yeah. Well, in case Steve wants to call in, 877-99 on Fox, 877. That That is toll-free, right? That means we, we do pay. Uh, 996-63. Six nine. All right. So uh, operator standing by, and I'm pretty sure I I feel fifty fifty that he's going to call in today or tomorrow when I'm on with Plank. He may be busy today, but I'm I'm pretty sure he'll make time for me this weekend. I I mean I I have no yeah. doubt. I I just I, I just I I don't appreciate how you ducked the question because I think your resume is right on par with his. I know you're being <laughs> modest right now. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't want to toot your own horn. Yeah, right? I don't want to toot my own horn. You got me on that. But I hey, I do want to ask you. We'll start off with this. First of all, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, three and four years, probably four and five years, maybe five and six years, or who knows how long it's going to go. I know people argue is it a dynasty and all that. I, I you know I don't get much into the argument. You know what a sports dynasty is. I looked it up in the dictionary and. Uh, you know, online dictionary.com, and it says, Ooh. you know, winning over a prolonged period of time. It doesn't say two in a row, three in a row, three and four, four and five. You got to win a four in a row or anything like that. Um, I would say this is about as close to a dynasty we're going to have three out of four, and they're the favorites to win it again this year, or excuse me, next year. So, yeah, I would I would say this is a dynasty for the Warriors, and, and they're dominant. I mean, they had no problems beating the best team in the East, and they would have done that to Boston, whether they would beat Boston 4 nothing or 4-1. It wouldn't have made a difference. They would have beat Philadelphia, Aaron. They would have beaten anybody, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. Let, let me ask you this. So real quick, and we'll get into kind of all the nuance yeah. of the game. I can't ever remember being less excited about a, a, a deciding game or a yeah. championship. They, they I, I truly believe that the Warriors have taken the fun out of the NBA. And for so many different reasons, we can get into all of them, but I don't ever remember going into a deciding game, a game, whatever it is, four, game five, game six, game seven, Super Bowl, NCAA tournament, college football playoff with less intrigue. I just think that they have taken so much fun fun out of following basketball, covering basketball, watching basketball. To me it's it's the it, it it's being proud of getting an A plus on a test when you had the, the answers to the, the, the questions before you ever took the test. It's just not fun to me. I, I don't know if you feel differently, Arnie. 
I just wanted to open up there. I just wait, 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 wait. Just when you mean they, you just mean the Golden State Warriors. But I don't know you. You college. You cover college basketball. Sure. Uh, and I obviously you you cover a lot of college. Period. Is Alabama the same way? Do we the say the same thing about them? Do we the same? Say Alabama. The same thing? Alabama needed a, an a play in overtime. They were down at halftime. To I win know. The well, look, maybe it, right at that one time, but it isn't like they haven't dominated over a prolonged period of time. I don't know. I was going to say Kentucky basketball. They only have what with the one championship, maybe, you know, Duke a little bit, but they've struggled, you know, when it comes down to the tournament and winning the whole thing overall. I, I don't know. Is it bad for college sports when that happens though? No, because there is still, when you get to the championship rounds, right? When we're the, the time that we all tune in and that we're excited, there are, there are absolutely teams uh, that are look. Alabama has lost in the playoff. They lost to Sean Watson and Clemson two years ago. Um, Golden State lost. Uh, you know they've only won it three in four years. Well, they lost once Kevin Durant got there. It's been ball game. And if you want to, uh, people are going to argue the the Houston Rockets, whatever. But the fact remains, they're thirty two and six since Kevin Durant got there. I just, I, I just think the gap between them and everybody else is so massive. I don't think it's good for the NBA. I found myself less excited about these playoffs than I've been in years. It just felt like a foregone conclusion. It didn't feel like a foregone conclusion to you? Oh, no, it did. I mean, how many people before the year uh, said, okay, it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State? How many people at the end of the last year said we're going to have a rematch? How many people are saying now we're going to have a rematch of whatever team LeBron goes to and, and, and Golden State? Um, or if he goes to the Eastern Conference or, or whatever it may be. But, yeah, I was so disinterested in, in that fourth game. And once you got the halftime, I'm like, okay, they better come out strong or – Forget about it. This is done, and it was done anyway. I was just hoping there was going to be an extra game, and, you know, in my twisted mind, well, if they win that game, then they're going back to Cleveland <laughs> for a game. So you, you get Maybe Draymond will punch someone again. Yeah, oh. yeah, you know, you're getting all that, you know, caught up in your head, but it it was horrible. And I, I know the ratings were good, but I, can't, I, I haven't heard what they were for game four, but I know they were good for the first three, so I, I can't imagine the NBA is going to be happy with the sweep, though, Aaron. No, and, and that's the point. Is And I think that we as fans, look, if you're a Warriors fan, I'm sure you enjoyed every second of last night. I get it. That's fine. But to me, it's just taken so much of the fun. And people want to, and I put this out on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres last night, is that Listen, I, I haven't been around as long as some people who cover this sport, but I remember Jordan's Bulls. I remember Shaq and Kobe. I remember LeBron when he got to Miami, obviously. And there has never been anything like the Warriors as far as the one-sided dominance when they get into the playoffs. The Jordan, five of his six championships, went to at least six games in the finals. There was a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Shaq and Kobe had a multiple Game 7s. I mean, this just feels... Ever since Kevin Durant got to Golden State, it just feels like they're playing at another level. And here's the crazy part, Arnie. Maybe yeah. you feel differently. I don't feel like for most of the playoffs they played anywhere close to their potential. No, I, I do agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. there were moments, there were quarters, there were parts of quarters, but it just felt like they could turn it on at any point that they want. I also think, by the way, that's probably why people, including myself, were so upset and apparently LeBron, too, about the end of Game 1 when the refs stole that game from them, and I do believe that they stole it. If It, it was a terrible rule if that rule is allowed to be uh, in place. 
but it was because you felt like the Cavs needed every break imaginable just to make this even a competitive series, and then for the refs to make such an important call, uh, it just it, it just was so disappointing the way that game ended, but more importantly, the way the series ended. All right, when we get back, we'll put an end to the season, plus are we going to put an end to LeBron against MJ, or are we? We'll get to that when we get back right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, this segment of the show brought to you by Granger. The products and services that you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. A beautiful Saturday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, real quick, because Aaron, they won it without Kevin Durant. So why is this team so hard to duplicate for other teams around the league then? What, because they did it, uh, or they just lucky? They did it t- two picks in the draft, three picks in the draft, before they even got Kevin Durant, luck or why can't it be duplicated? Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I I don't know how else to put it. I think it's luck. I mean, I think a lot of it is luck. I mean, well, here's the thing, Arnie. Right? I mean, first of all, um, credit to what's funny is right. We have all these conversations about tanking in the NBA. Yeah, the Warriors were just really bad for a really right. long time, and they they weren't tanking. They just happened to get keep getting draft picks because they weren't good. Yeah, but, but Ste- I, I think the Knicks passed on Steph Curry. Oh yeah, no, a lot of teams did. I look, I think a lot of it um is I just think it's a lot of luck. I mean, I don't think there was this grand plan when they drafted Steph Curry in two thousand nine, Clay Thompson, if you we're gonna build this team and all they're gonna do is shoot three pointers and it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. And Draymond Green, every team, including us, is gonna pass on him uh and he's gonna turn into an all star. But I also think there were other things along the way that nobody talks about. I think, first of all, obviously the fact that Steph Curry uh, getting injured early in his career ironically did help this organization a little bit as far as him having a team-friendly contract. The other thing that nobody talks about, they were this close, Arnie, to yeah. trading Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. When I Kevin- remember that. Yes, yeah. and you know who talked him out of it? Jerry West, who's no longer with the organization. I, mean, Jerry- I think Clay was getting upset over that, too. He was getting upset over the trade rumors, you mean? Yeah. And so, so to answer your question, I mean, maybe you feel differently, but to me, I sit here and I look like, look, the stars have to align with all this stuff, but to me, everything worked out. Then they lose in the finals at the perfect time when, right. when the, the salary cap gets all jumbled up, you can actually go get a Kevin Durant and keep the core together, and then they go get Kevin Durant. And so to me... Yes, it is a lot of luck. The time It just seems like the timing of everything has worked out perfectly. And oh, by the way, how about the fact that you're adding uh, the second best player in the league to the, the team that set a regular season wins record? I mean, we've just never seen anything like that. I think people... Over, I think they understate how big of a deal it is. Kevin Durant, an NBA caliber player in his prime, joining what was a super team. This wasn't creating a super team like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, this was a superstar joining an already established superstar. This is why we don't have Steve Kerr on, because you give him no credit, no credit nope. to the GM, no credit to the owner, just all, all credit to, I mean, to luck. You I know, mean, I, that's it. I can't, give a, luck. I can't give a coach credit uh, t- when he sits out and the team goes 22-0 and under Luke Walton. Wow. Now look. Another Arizona guy, by the way. I, I see, I see all the, I see all the, uh, all the, uh, you know, the continuity here. The show's all coming together. But um, uh, yeah, first of all, I think Luke, I will say this in Steve Kerr's defense: he should get a cut of that Luke Walton contract because there's no way Luke Walton should have gotten that money. Uh, but look, Steve Kerr, look, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I mean, second best player in his own graduating high school class. But the point remains, Arnie. I mean, this is a guy 
that was this close, by the way, speaking of luck, to taking the Knicks job. The Warriors job opens up. He takes the Warriors job. Well, that's because the New York Knicks lowballed him. That's why. No, it's not. It's because yes. it, he was ready to go to New York with his mentor, Phil Jackson. Right. And then a better situation opened up right at the 11th hour. He took his time, and he decided to come to Golden State. Now, I don't credit him. I don't discredit him for it. It's a better job. But it's hard for me to believe that he's this X's and O's savant when three things happen. One, oh, he told the good Michael Jordan story to Kevin Durant. Did you not hear that one? No, what was, or was it? was a Phil Jackson story. I'm sorry. What, oh, what was the Phil Jackson story? You know what he said? You know, Phil said to Michael, you know, you're – you got to trust your uh, teammates or something like that. He goes, he was scoring, but we weren't getting anywhere. You got to trust your teammates. And Kevin Durant just kind of rolled his eyes, something like that. Oh, that's coaching. Brilliant coaching right there. He rolled his eyes. This is why he doesn't call it to the show. Oh, okay. It's not because you beat him one-on-one and stole all the ladies back at Pacific no, no, Palisades that, that, that Nothing to do with that. Nothing okay. To do with that. I think there's a little vendetta. I'm not going to lie. I don't blame him. I'd be jealous, right. too. He's uh, at uh, he's Aaron at underscore Torres. I'm um, stinking genius one. Are we finally putting an end to the whole? And you know what? I'll I'll say I was wrong because had Le- had LeBron somehow pulled this off, and even if they would have gotten game one, who knows how that would have set the tone? But if they would have pulled this series off, which I was hoping they were, I was ready to crown LeBron the best of all time over Michael Jordan. I think I jumped the gun on that, and Why? I, I kind of see the Why? errors of my way. Why you actually thought that he was going to win this series? No, I, I would say if if he did win, I was ready to crown him uh, the best of all time. I go if he could pull this off with you know with the with you know with the with the crew that he has, then he really deserves to be the best of all well, time. Which he was what three and five coming in, so that would have made him four and five in finals. I mean, couldn't you make the case that LeBron getting this team, this sorry sack of losers, and that's exactly what they are? I'm sorry. But when J.R. Wow. Smith is paid $13 million a year and he can't make a wide-open three, shoots 30% from three in the finals, that's all you're getting paid to do. I could go on and on, but I'll stop right there. Um, when he brings that sorry sack of losers to the NBA Finals, you mean to tell me that he doesn't deserve credit? for? I, I think you can make the case that that's greater than a lot of teams winning a championship. What is more impressive, Kevin Durant with three other All-Stars winning Finals MVP or LeBron getting that Sorry, sack of losers. I hate to keep saying it to the finals. I think you can make the case that LeBron, he had the more impressive uh, NBA playoffs in totality than Kevin Durant did. What does that say about the rest of the Eastern Conference? What does that say, uh, you know, about the the Toronto Raptors? Uh, You know, what, what does it say about the rest of the East that couldn't even get by Cleveland? And, you know, especially when Cleveland made a major trade midway through the season. And they weren't even good enough to go in the out, of course, forced at the game seven, the block, blah, 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 goaltending. But, I mean, overall, what does it say about that? Remember, he's been to, what, eight straight finals also. So you got to wonder where the balance of power is after all these years there, Aaron. Well, I think it's the same thing to me. Well, look, if we're going to give the Warriors credit for being this much better than everybody else, and we also have to give the, the Cavs credit for going through the Eastern Conference Finals and doing what they did, and oh, by the way, it's not as though the path was that easy. They played two game sevens, both on the road, and they won both. I think that's a testament to LeBron. I think that's a testament to the fact that he put the organization on his back. Now, later in the show, we'll get to the fact that, by the way, he should take some blame for the sorry state of the organization. But I think the broader point of what he did just to get this team to the finals was unbelievable, independent of the fact that the East was bad, but still, two game sevens on the road. You get this team to the finals. I think what he did is incredible, and if you want to start comparing it with all-time greats, 
I'm just saying you need some context. You know what yeah. I mean? Eric uh, texts on in, the Celtics will now take over the Warriors as a team to beat fully healthy and loaded roster uh, with Stevens in the NBA for the next couple of years. Everybody's saying that about Boston. You know that. They're saying, okay, with Kyrie. But I think there's going to be a major roster change. I don't think they can keep Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, especially both with max contracts. Kyrie's going to demand one coming up. I think Gordon Hayward's going to be on the guy on the outside looking on in. Well, and the thing with Gordon Hayward, too, is he plays that wing position where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not only maybe better long-term prospects, certainly Jason Tatum, but they're on team-friendly contracts here for a while. And so, I look, I, I think it's early to speculate uh, where Gordon Hayward could go. I don't know that there's even a trade market for him at this point, making max money. Nobody's seen him play, but I'm with you. I mean, if you got to get rid of one... I would think that it would be Gordon Hayward for the reason I just mentioned. And, you know, I, I even mentioned that out here locally, and the Celtic fans are like, you know, what are you talking about? You have no idea. This is real. I'm like, hey, I'm not, you got Jalen Brown to worry about. Uh, you know, you, get, you got some other guys to go ahead and sign that are going to be uh, up in about two or, or three years that, that they're going to demand the max money or, or want a big contract. Rozier's going to uh, demand the new contract. You can't just sign anybody. You know what I'm saying, Aaron? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. What becomes interesting with the Celtics, right, is that they do have all these young guys that are tradable. So in theory, they could go after one of those big names if they do become available, whether it is LeBron, whether it is uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, the Celtics are one of the more interesting teams as we head into this offseason, free agency period, draft season, all the stuff that's coming about for those reasons. I do agree with you. I, I We'll see where LeBron ends up. But I got to feel like the Celtics feel pretty good about where they are going into next year. All right. He's uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about Kevin Durant. And, you know, obviously, some people would think maybe he's the best, but what he's done for the Warriors and what it's going to take to beat this Warrior team. We'll get to that. The Sager, though, first going to go and check out it. And my Mets lose again to Sager. Mm -hmm. What's happening now, my friend? We will get to the baseball as the Mets have lost eight in a row, but they are through seven rounds of the Boxing in Vegas tonight. Terrence Crawford at 32-0 is dominating the Australian welterweight champ Jeff Horn. It might be six rounds to one at this point. Now, Horn is getting a million-dollar-plus guarantee to go to Vegas from Australia, but he's apparently not going to be winning this fight against the undefeated Crawford. Now to the baseball. The late ball games at Dodger Stadium. Bottom of the seventh, Atlanta leading 5-2 over L.A. If the Dodgers lose this, their record will be back to 500 at 32-32. and Arizona with six runs in the eighth to win at Colorado, 12-7. Yankees won 4-3 at the Mets, who have lost eighth straight. Mets starter Steven Matz had a no decision, six innings, six strikeouts. The Yankees starter Domingo Herman, 0-4 this year, ERA over five. He allowed a couple of homers in the first, and the Mets still couldn't hold on to win. Of course not. No. Aaron Judge with a solo homer in the eighth inning. So the Mets with a record, uh, the, excuse me, the Yankees with a record of 42-18. and They had come into tonight's play in a virtual tie with Boston for the best overall record. Boston had won today 4-2 against the White Sox. J.D. Martinez is 21st homer that leads the majors. Angels won their sixth straight. Extra inning wins for both Toronto and Detroit. Victories for the Cubs and Milwaukee. Dustin Johnson tied for the golf lead in Memphis. Number one ranked Simona Halep captured the French Open in three sets. Justify won the Triple Crown, finishing first at Belmont today, going wire to wire. He's the 13th horse to take the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont stakes in a row. Better weather today in New York than for those other two races in the last month or so. Justify started from the number one post at the rail and remains undefeated, 6-0, 
all this year. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% of more car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, are, is your, are you as bummed as I was? Like I said at the beginning of the show, I was looking for something to do. It's like noon Eastern. And I'm like, is there something on? Should I be watching? I know the Triple Crown's a little bit later, but that takes like two minutes. I I, I felt kind of empty today. You know what I mean? There was nothing to look forward to. It was the the weirdest part for me wasn't so much the afternoon as it was coming into studio here, patiently waiting to join you, bring America the hottest sports takes going. And every night since I've started this show with you, and I appreciate you opening your airwaves to me, Arnie, uh, there's always been some kind of game on. It started with the NCAA tournament, NBA playoffs. Last week it was the Stanley Cup final. Uh, one week we had Rockets Warriors game six, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And tonight it was college baseball. No disrespect to Vandy, Mississippi State. I'm sure their fans are fired up about this game, but it just didn't feel the same coming into studio and not feeling like there was a big game that I had to watch. Uh, by the way, you could text us Aaron underscore Torres or Ad Stinking Genius One. What do you turn your attention to? Uh, now that the NBA is over, is it what LeBron's going to do? Uh, is it going to be the NBA draft? Is it going to be NBA free agency? Is, is it Major League Baseball? Are you looking forward to the NBA uh, camp starting, what, uh, in, what uh, in about a month or so, right? Is it they'll your... have the first preseason game in about eight or nine weeks now. I was going to say, um, is it your family? Oh, no, no, no. no none of us <laughs> actually want to spend time with them. <laughs> hey, come on now. Sports is our life, for crying out loud. Uh, is it the start of college football? I mean, you can't wait that long. you got to have something between now and college football. What are you going to do? Uh, the entire summer. I mean, obviously, you could turn into baseball and, and get into that. There's some good races going on. I don't know. What do you do? You take time off, or what do you do, Aaron? What, what do we turn your attention to? Well, as you know, uh, my primary beat is college basketball. And yeah. So, uh, a lot of recruiting events that no one listening probably cares much about. But the, <laughs> right. the coach, in two years, you'll care about the players that I'm watching now. So, I'll spend the afternoons in the gym and uh, obviously trying to stay busy otherwise. I guess we have the World Cup coming up in a week. Are you excited about that? No, because the USA is not in I it. Know, I only do it for the whole USA thing. I Look, maybe I'll watch a little bit of it if I get intrigued about, about something. There's a storyline. Uh, there's a matchup that you know has got me excited. But for the most part, no. I, I, I just wanted to see USA in it. That's not going to happen. I, a lot of people were crushed about that, obviously. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, first of all, are we going to do the, the radio thing? We should just pick a, a, a country and root for them since USA is not in it. There's some interesting countries this year. There's Iceland, smallest country in the world to ever qualify for the World Cup. Look at you knowing your World Cup. I that was the, that's literally the only thing I know. Oh, is that the only? But that's yeah. more than I knew, though. It's in Russia. I know that okay. because because Fox, uh, Spain's in it. They're usually good. Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, Panama. I like Panama. They got a canal. I hear good things about the canal. <laughs> uh, Egypt. Morocco. We got to pick a team. What are we going to do? I don't know. You know, let me look at the odds. I I usually like to go with the long shot and, and, you know, see, you know, kind of jump on a team like that. Maybe that's never won a a game in the World Cup or something. I don't know. Someone tell us what's the good storyline on some of the teams that are going to be in the World Cup. And, uh, you know, get it to Aaron underscore Torres or at stinking genius one. Are you one of those guys that just hates Kevin Durant just because he went to um, Golden State and you know, made them the super, super team or, well, I mean, because I got to be honest with you, had he stayed in Oklahoma City, well, they had a super team when Harden was there. So, you know, 
is it that big of a deal that he went to Golden State and made him a super, super team? See, to me it is, Arnie, and maybe you feel differently, but it was that he was so close in Oklahoma City. They, for all the jokes we make about the Cavs coming back from 3-1 to one to beat the, the, the Warriors that year, right? Oklahoma City had them on the ropes. Yeah, They had them beat, and if you remember that offseason, they were making all these moves in anticipation of Kevin Durant being back. Right. Uh, I mean, that was the summer that they traded for Victor Oladipo. They drafted Sabonis, who's turned into a really good player. He's since been traded. And so to me, it's one thing if you leave in free agency because your organization is completely incompetent like LeBron when he left Cleveland in 2010. It's one thing if you're, uh, you know, wanting, but it's just he went to a team that was one game away from winning the championship. It was all there for him in OKC. And so, yeah, I do have a problem with it. The analogy that I've made all week, Arnie, and, and you're old enough to remember this, no knock. But oh, like, wow. Like, uh, so people forget this. So apparently the internet doesn't realize, you know, Michael Jordan, I don't know if you knew this, Arnie, he actually did lose games during his career. I don't know if you, if you remember yes, that. Yes, I've, I've heard okay. of that, but we don't talk about that. We you never. That. Do we talk about the fact that he lost to the Pistons Three straight years, 88, 89, and 90, twice in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, just, but I, but people should know that Pistons team, you're talking about with Rodman and Lambeer and, well, I mean, the, the they point, had like three Hall, Isaiah, they yes, had like three or four Hall of Famers it, which, on that team. Which is exactly the point I was going to yeah. make. Imagine if Michael Jordan had, after three times, said, you know what, I can't beat the, yeah, I wonder if they got free agent space. I think I'm going to go sign. I think I'm going to be a bad boy. I'm yeah, Michael but it was Jordan. a different time. Free agency wasn't prevalent that time as it is now, though. But it, it doesn't, I mean, the analogy still works. You are on the cusp of something great where you are. And obviously, MJ proved it. I truly believe that if Kevin Durant was still in Oklahoma City, they would have eventually broken through and won a championship. I think they would have beat Golden State the next year. They were that close. So what difference does it make if he would have won it at Oklahoma City or if he would have won it uh, you know, with Golden State? Do, do, you, do you think LeBron's championship in Cleveland's any more better than the ones he won in Miami then because he did it by himself? Well, I think, first of all, I think the, the last one, in Cleveland was historic because he did it for the city and there right. was whatever, 50-whatever yes. years. But look, LeBron, I think, is different in two cases. One, the organization was a complete mess. I mean, the t- I mean, if you look back on that team that he took, uh, well, one to the finals in 07, but then the moves that they made after that. I mean, that team was, I don't know if they were, even, they might have even been worse than the team he has now. But in Oklahoma City, they have another all-star in Russell Westbrook. They have an emerging, uh, very good player in Steven Adams. I mean, the, all the pieces were there. You were The thing with LeBron leaving Cleveland or Chris Paul leaving Houston or leaving the Clippers, excuse me, last week, last season, is that they weren't even close. The, the Thunder were close. And I'm not saying, look, you're, if you're a free agent, do what you want to do. But, man, they were so close, and to just bail on them to go to a team that just won 73 games, it just it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, this just in, athletes leave teams and go to other teams. I'm just, you know, I mean, just because he's high profile, though, uh, everybody got bent out of shape. Everybody, because they well, thought that he was actually going to stay in Oklahoma City, and I think that's why it was a little bit harder to swallow uh, because people were caught a little bit by surprise about that, Aaron. Yeah, and look, I get the idea. Kevin Durant's a free agent. He's earned the right to pick the team that he wants to be on. I just, like I said earlier in the show, it's I just don't find this to be fun at all. To me, what I always say, and I've said this throughout these playoffs, sports is about competition. 
And I feel like the entire competitive balance of the entire NBA has been shifted. I, I heard Chris Broussard, our Fox Sports Radio buddy, he was on with Colin Coward this week. He said he has NBA players texting him, this isn't fair, this isn't fun. I lost respect for Kevin Durant when he left. So listen, if they lost respect for Kevin Durant and they, they are his competition, his competitors, I, I feel the same way. I just feel like sports is competition. It, it just feel, doesn't it, you know, we talk about this, uh, this uh, what do they call it, the, the trophy era where everyone gets a trophy, participation yes. trophy. Doesn't it feel a little soft that you're one game away from taking down the defending champs, you can't beat them, so you pick up your ball and you leave and you go and join them? Does, I mean, doesn't it a little bit? Everybody wants to play on the better team. Everybody oh. wants to go ahead and play with the better guys. But, you know, that's why everybody's all upset about Kevin Durant, and that's why he'll always be like that until he goes somewhere else and wins it. Then maybe people ease up on him. But when we get back, now that Ovechkin has won his championship, won the Stanley Cup, what athlete is next in line, what long-standing athlete in any sport is due to win their championship or his championship. You could text that in, but we'll ask the Sager about that. We'll make the Sager do his homework. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. You guys are so mean to me. I, I, if people only knew how mean <laughs> you guys are. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, now that Ovechkin has won his championship. The Sager, who's next in line? What long-standing athlete is due to win their championship? Uh, a few names come to mind. Clayton Kershaw, Chris Paul that you've talked whoa, whoa, about. Whoa, Clayton Kershaw. How long has he been pitching? Oh, 10 years, though. I, yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. He could stop pitching now and make the Hall of Fame. But if you're talking any sport, I think the two names that should come up, especially with what's starting this month, Lionel Messi of Argentina, Cristiano Ronaldo of Portugal. Those wow, two have not, not won the World that. Cup. Now, Portugal did win the Euro Championship and right. beat France in France to do it two years ago. And Cristiano Ronaldo has won Champions League with Real Madrid, I think, four times in recent years. He's been the World Player of the Year, he and Messi, seemingly five times each, but neither has won the World Cup. Gosh, you upstaged me. You upsta- <laughs> Aaron, you have a good one? I, 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 the Sager upstaged me. Well, I was going to go with Justify, but then he won the Triple Crown today. So. <laughs> uh, I was going to say... I was going to say <laughs> Joe Thornton, um, or, or and my wife said Carey Price, but the Sager made us look bad with his picks. Well, out well U.S. Open coming up, people would say Ricky Fowler. I think he still doesn't have a major. Engaged. He just got engaged today. I okay, think. so that's should. a win of sorts. Well, yeah, yeah. well, everyone says maybe that he, he's been a, had a little too much fun uh, on tour. Maybe this will be the thing that comes out. I would have gone with Chris Paul, by the way, in, in a serious. Uh, well, it used cut. to be Sergio uh, uh-huh. would have been. Well, what about, like, Adrian Peterson, J.J. Watt? I mean, guys like Lawrence Taylor, they won. I mean, they have a title as well as Hall of Fame. I don't know if Adrian Peterson's really do. You know what I'm saying? I guess you could pick any cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) You would like to. By the way, you you mentioned the the World Cup is starting Thursday on Fox TV. Only host Russia is going to play on that first day, and then it's multiple games per day. After that, a lot of FS1 and Fox TV, first year of Fox having the rights. No, there's no U.S. U.S. men's soccer at an exhibition at France today. And the Americans, since they're not in, they're playing a young lineup this year. And shockingly, they earned a 1-1 tie in this game. And there was yeah, a I gruesome injury. A bloodied face of French star Olivier Giroud. 
header up against his opponent. They butted heads in front of the goal. The World Cup starts Thursday. France plays Russia next play? weekend. Russia, Russia gets to open against Saudi Arabia. Oh. So maybe a win for the host country on Thursday. And Are they going to go absolutely nuts? It must be a tough ticket for that one. Huh? Yeah, they if not, they'll fix it so they'll win another wow. game. I'm, it's Russia. I wow. Bet. Wow. <laughs> IFA. Well, uh, you know that it's kind of why Russia is hosting this instead of England or us, what, right? What's that guy's name who's running it? Seth Blatter or whatever his name is? Ex, ex head of Pete. Ahead of FIFA, yeah, not yeah. anymore. Poor okay. Seth Blatter is going to get a lot of hate mail. Or <laughs> Seth Blatter is going to get a lot of hate hate mail for Seth. <laughs> uh, there is, by the way, a Spain versus Portugal matchup next Friday, which means it's Cristiano Ronaldo for Portugal against Spain, and he plays in Spain for Real Madrid. So they're Ooh. rival countries anyway, and that's going to be a matchup uh, on Fox TV Friday. I, I was going to say one thing. So I was in Europe a few years ago, that I, I and I learned this, and I found it very interesting. Portuguese people really do not like Spain because people think Portugal is just part of Spain. Like they <laughs> like people don't real like Portuguese people really feel as though this was my personal experience. I don't want to like speak for a whole country, but I talked to people they were just like, yeah, people think that we're just a part of Spain. We're our own country. So that should be interesting. I'm, that's the only point I'm trying to make. Spain had a World Cup tune-up today, needed a late goal to beat Tunisia, one nothing. Argentina had a sold-out exhibition at Israel tonight, and it was called off this week because of Palestinian protests there. Oh, wow. So Argentina is just going to go straight to Russia. Thank you. Mexico was shut out 2 nothing at Denmark. Mexico's opener is against defending champion Germany on Ooh. that first Sunday morning, a week from Sunday. Pacific time, all the games are in the morning compared to the time difference between the West Coast and Russia. The Literally every game. interested in this now all of a sudden. And know? he brought up Iceland. Aaron, that's a good yes. name to bring up. I don't know if they're going to win a game, but I absolutely am going to watch Iceland. They are, Arnie, you know Southern California. The population of Iceland is the equivalent of the population of Burbank and Glendale combined. Wow. <laughs> I'm not that's kidding. Cool. It's almost, it's like... Uh, I think Anaheim and Santa Ana next to each other in Orange County have I a greater population than Iceland, and they're in the World Cup, and their first game's against Argentina next Saturday You're getting ripped on, on, Fox on Twitter TV. right now. It says, soccer doesn't count as a real sport. The Sager, please. Sorry, it's on Fox and it's a sport, both. Yes, and, and uh, go ahead, Eminem. Um, I just want to watch Iceland because if you guys were paying attention to the Euros, their play-by-play gave some of the greatest radio calls of all time. And their fans with the, the oh, clapping oh, and the man, cheering. It's, the it's unit- unbelievable. Yeah. Like, some of those radio calls that he was giving were insane. We were playing them. It's like these foreign radio calls. for. You like, were playing these world- them on, on the good shows and just not on our show. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because cause you, you don't care about soccer. You made it very no, clear. No, yeah. I was going to say, can we be the official, like, U.S. radio like I, I want to be a fanboy of Iceland because they're the only team that I care about. I, I don't want to be. I mean, I don't want to say that. That's not, probably not. They good, might be out quickly after three games, but it saying, might be fun. I'm just saying they made that run in the Euros. I'm into all Iceland. Right. That's all. All right, we should pick a, a team. lot to say mm-hmm. here, uh, getting us caught up, and you know now I'm interested in what's going on now. Hour one in the books. We'll come back, reset. Uh, we'll talk about what's next for LeBron. Everybody's saying he's going here, he's going there. What about that injury? Because I'm doing my show tonight. Uh, with Aaron, with my hand wrapped up also. I don't know if you guys know that. So I'll tell you about my injury. That's also coming up. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369 right here on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Uh, Stop it, Mr. Ed. Good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres right here on Fox Sports Radio as we're coming to you live 
from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. You want to go ahead, send us a tweet. Real simple, Aaron underscore Torres or at Stinking Genius One. Aaron, I just want the Ernie's one caught my eye where it says, Artie, why do you continue to show your old age by calling a tweet a text? And how do you feel about your old buddy Chris Blank dissing you and telling you guys while filling in for Willer today that it was the most fun he had a radio show done in years? Wow. Taking a shot at me, Aaron. Oh, my goodness. I... I'm going to have to bring that up with Plank tomorrow night when I uh, when I meet up with him at, at midnight Eastern. What happened? What did you? What happened with you and Plank? I, I missed well, that. Well, Plank filled in for Willard today, and Plank said it was the most fun he's had doing a radio show in years. Wow! I know. Wow! Oh, and, unbelievable! And you it, and you tell me all I see on your Twitter feed Sunday night the new show that's sweeping America. Yeah, no, I know. no love for our show. What about our I know. show? Well, well I think we've only been. We've only been doing it five years. And you know what? It, it kills me because he was doing it with Rich Orenberger. And, you know, of course, Plank's all about football. He's like, whoa, Rich, whoa, you played in the NFL. Whoa, you played in college. Football this, football that. I'm surprised the boss didn't call him up and fire him halfway through the show today. If you were running things, I mean, no one has a, a quicker trigger finger as far as the uh... – yeah, you know, as far as the firing is, Arnie. Oh, that's Spanier. right. I'm I, quick on the trigger there. I already I, fired our producer twice today. Yes, I got fired a few weeks ago. I think I don't even remember why. I'm glad you took me back, though. Uh, I did. I, I have noticed a few tweets. Uh, the little troller. I'm sure that's just a weird, ironic name. Says Arnie hasn't won anything since that co-ed kickball game when he was in the fifth grade, like 50 years ago. And do you remember that? He no, seems I, to have a good memory of it. I, I 50 years win, ago. Yeah, I, I did in the, uh, the JCC Basketball League 40 and over. Uh, we won the championship. That's the only time I've, I've ever won anything. Oh. oh, and I did win. And you beat um, Steve Kerr one-on-one. He told me that. Well, that, well if, if I ever did play him in a one-on-one, I'm sure. But by the way, has Kurt tried to call in? Has, has Steve Kerr tried to call in Eminem, our producer? Is the, no, the, there, there's nothing there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you answering phone. the phone when it rains? Yes. Yes. Steve yes. Kerr Steve Kerr is not there. Let me let me give the phone number 877 uh 99onfox 877 9966369 I just wanted to make sure you had time to write that down, guys. So I'm sure he's trying to call in. He's pretty busy. I assume he's a little busy right now. Was so. he like writing it? Did he like prick his finger? Is he writing it in blood? Wow. That was a, that was a long. I mean, I, I, wow. That felt like. I mean, I mean, I feel like uh, you're underestimating his uh, penmanship. I think he could have put it together a little faster than you put it out there. I, look, don't don't start picking on my BFF from high school and college, Steve Kerr. He's busy now. What's he been doing? I'm, look, I know they won a championship. I. I don't know what he's doing today. Uh, you think he'd have time to call me today? They they wanted yesterday. That's yeah. whole twenty four hours ago. What could he be doing other than calling us? I was going to say we still haven't hit that poll question that I opened the show yeah. with. Who's had a better post high school career? Steve Kerr, five NBA championships as a player, three as yeah. a coach, retired jersey at Arizona, or Arnie Spanier with? And you never filled in the blanks on your resume. I, I, I have no resume. No. You told me I, d- you and like Brian Colangelo were friends. I mean, no, we're not. We're not friends. We, he just made me bungee jump off the top of America West Arena scoreboard 
before the start of an arena football league game. But I mean, I, I have no friends. Okay, you better be the, care- nobody. Yeah, you better be the, careful about what you say about uh, Brian Colangelo. You might get some tweets sent at you a little later tonight. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, every, and you know what? Everybody gets mad at like Plank gets mad at me because I pick on Oklahoma. One time when Oklahoma lost, I texted him right away um, some snarky comment, and he got really mad at me. So. Um, he, I, I guess I didn't give him enough time to grieve or something like that. I, I don't know what to tell you. Seems I, like you and Plank have some deep-seated issues that need oh, to yeah, be we, discussed. We hate each other. Oh, cool. uh, you yeah. do? Wow. Yeah. You put we, on a great know, we, show. Cause we've I've, never met Plank and I. It's been, we've been doing the show for five years. We've never met. That's incredible because you and I, <laughs> after two months, man, you decided, you yeah, said, I know that. I'm going to pick up everything and fly across country to meet this guy. I don't think funny. Plank wants to meet me. I mean, I think we've I only talked him. on the phone like three times outside of work. Outside of work. Wow. What'd you guys talk about? Anything fun? You never call me. No. Actually, you did call me like two days, uh, yeah. like a week ago. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, I barely talked to. Him, but I want to get to LeBron's hand because I'm doing the hand. My, my uh, the show today. Uh, my hand is wrapped. Also, uh, first of all, what, what's he doing? What's going on? Uh, did you really have to do that? He was shaking hands after the game. Uh, did he punch a whiteboard? I don't know. Did he break his hand on that? I. I The whole thing is crazy. And by the way, if he did do that, let's be serious for a second. Let's say he did do that and had a slight injury. He didn't break his hand, but there was something going on there. What type of, what does that show about your self-control that after the game, you have to punch something when you're the star player, Uh obviously, and you could risk injury. You should know better than something like that. It's amazing, right? Because this is all the context. What do we say about Michael Jordan, the ultimate competitor? He punched Steve Kerr. That makes him the best ever. He he would have never taken that nonsense. So Michael Jordan gets credit for literally slugging teammates, but now we're criticizing LeBron because he's mad that the ref stole game one. His teammates are incompetent. What would you have said, Aaron, if he would have broke his hand really bad and he couldn't have played the next three games and they would have lost by 30, 30, and 30? You, I would have I, said you, you, you know what? You wouldn't have said anything because we would have had calls from now until the year 2050 of nothing about what, what the worst person he is, how LeBron is horrible for doing something. We, we wouldn't have to talk anything else for the next 50 years. Yep. It'd be nothing about how LeBron was horrible for doing that. Yeah, I was going to say when you asked me what would I say, I would say yeah. welcome to the future of Cleveland because this is yeah. what it's going to look like without LeBron on the court. I also think, by the way, it speaks to, one, if he really did have a an injured hand, it kind of shows just how lousy the guys around LeBron are. He, he had a, a Clearly, he had this hand injury to some extent. You can see the pictures where the hand's swollen. Is it broken? We don't know. I would like to think that the information came from some kind of doctor or some kind of informant. ESPN obviously said yeah. multiple sources. But nobody else can step up, and that's my problem with LeBron, with this team. And we can get into how much LeBron is to blame for the current makeup of this team. But this is the whole point. Kevin Durant has an off night. Steph Curry steps up. Steph Curry has an off night. Klay Thompson steps up. LeBron went for 50 in game one. And that was the only game that they really had a chance. You could say game three. I don't think it was as close as the, the final score indicated. But the point being... This just shows how sorry those guys were that nobody could step up with this guy injured. You know, LeBron maintains his privacy. Tom Brady had made, or has maintained his privacy until he came up with that new Facebook series, Tom versus Time. Yep. Why is Tom Brady loved, even though he's been suspended and been caught cheating? And don't don't get don't get Raider Ryan and uh, get too crazy about this. Why do people still love Tom Brady? Right. After all that, 
but but they don't uh, you know love LeBron. I don't know. And here's the other thing, right? Is that we've kind of just decided to give Tom Brady like it, like the 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 closest football parallel we have to LeBron versus MJ is Brady versus Montana. And no one talks about the fact that Montana finished undefeated in the final uh, in the Super Bowl and that Brady has lost multiple Super Bowls. Nobody talks about it anymore. At a certain point, Brady just won enough where it was like, okay, this, yes. this isn't a conversation. LeBron has been to what nine finals now? That's greater than MJ, but for basketball fans, for some reason, they can't get past MJ six and zero. LeBron is three and six. Well, did you see who LeBron just took to the finals? Do you see who just carried on his back to the finals? Tell me a time that MJ's second best player on his team was George Hill. It didn't happen. He had a Hall of Famer, Scottie Pippen. He had Dennis Rodman. He had real players. Drives me crazy, Arnett. Do you think LeBron would be more likable? If I, I don't even know if he's done this, a host like Saturday Night Live, or you know, if he he was did in more... uh, that movie with Amy Schumer, he was incredible. What was it? Uh, the the hookup, something, the hookup, the train wreck. He was I, incredible I, I, in that movie. I don't movie. think I saw that one. I think he was nominated for an Oscar. He was so good. No, I'm kidding about that part. But he was in that he was in that movie, and and I thought he was actually I thought he was actually really really funny. I I think I think you could make that case, see more of him. And look, I think you, you bring up Tom Brady. I do think the the Tom versus time thing, I think that that opened him up to a segment of the population and made him realize that he is human. That he, I did. I was one of them. You were? So yeah. So you hated him before then? No, no. Well, well, of course I hated him. He was Tom Brady, but I found I found him more relatable. Yep. Um, I, I love to see how hard he took that opening loss to Kansas City. Um, I, I just love the interaction between him and Giselle. Uh, I I loved it all. I, it was, I mean, an insight to what we were never into, and I kind of think uh, I, I wish LeBron would do something like I that. I was just going to say that is that it it does feel like LeBron. Um, look, he's been good at only letting in the cameras and letting people see the part of him that he wants them to see. And you could argue that this hand thing is a perfect example of that, right? I mean, supposedly he kept this hand thing uh, figuratively under wraps because he didn't want anybody to know. But I just do think it brings up the broader point of what do we really know about LeBron off the court? We know he's a father of three. We know he's been yeah. married to his high school. But we don't really know anything about his personality, what he does, what he does for fun, all that, you know? Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. When we get back, what is next for LeBron? Where is LeBron going? What are the odds on favored? Where should he go? Where he will go? All that's next. He's Aaron Torres. I'm already spending you right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're so bad. Welcome back to Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. At Lowell's, by the way, save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowell's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval in the United States only. Did you watch any of the uh, Justify, any of the, uh, the Triple Crown race or no? Uh, I cannot say that I did, Arnie. Yeah. Actually, I, it was pretty exciting. I, was I did it? get into it. And Gronk was so far behind when it started, and it made a run all the way into second. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. If any, Can you imagine the triple ca- crown being ruined by a horse Gronk. named Gronkowski? <laughs> Is that great or what, huh? That would, that would, be, pretty, that would be pretty classic. By the way, I got to admit something. I called our producer, Eminem, because he doesn't do much during the show. Uh, so I called him, um, I think this was yesterday, I believe. And uh, I'm like, I need, I, I need Jay Glazer's number. I need Jay Glazer's. He's like, what do you want Jay Glazer's number? He's hard to read. I need Jay Glazer's number. 
Because, you know, I'm here in the morning. And here, here's a funny little backstory to this, Aaron. Wow. Yeah, because here's the funny little thing. I knew exactly why he wanted it. He's you like, yeah, did I, not I, know. No, yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, yeah I, I think did. I know. Yeah, no, I, I knew exactly what it was. He said, I have a rumor. Oh, it's I not got a confirmed. rumor. I can't tell it's anybody. Not, I can't tell anybody. It's not confirmed. And then if you just look at the internet, you see all the fake news that's out there. Wow. Well, like, Ar- Ar- Arnie, yeah, you were trying to get ahead of something that wasn't true. Wow. Shame on you. Why do you need to I, Glacier's I, confirmation? If your sources are good, I had no sources. I heard the same BS as everybody else. That's like that was going to get traded. And then you heard the other fake news, which even better. It got better as it went on that that the only reason he didn't get traded is Tom Brady heard and threatened to retire. Oh, <laughs> that, that if he, of course, that's probably I all can, BS. I was going to say, I can imagine you had plenty to talk about on your show oh, yesterday. How juicy was that? Could you imagine? And who knows if there's any, like a little bit of truth to that. I don't know if you saw Gronk being interviewed. He pretty much had a big grin on his face going, oh, wow, that was very nice of him. I don't know anything. You know, Gronk's very good at not knowing anything. I don't know if you another. You know, it's that yeah. Arizona education. Yeah. Time I know time nothing again. about anything Tom Brady once said, right? And that, of course, Gronk, Arizona education there. See, so he's I, I was obviously say, a scholar. See, that's a guy that when you give out the phone number, you might want to go slow. I don't know that he wow. knows the difference between a three and an eight. I'm just going to say it. Wow. Well, Doesn't strike me as the brightest bull, but... Would I trade lives with him for a weekend in a heartbeat? Seems yeah, like he I, has fun. Let me put it that way. I, I, I saw those Gronk rumors, and I was just going crazy and going, wow, they have no respect for Tom Brady. They're getting rid of, of Gronkowski. Uh, you know, Belichick's winning out. Oh, it was, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, by the way, Ernie said LeBron and Phil Jackson have a better chance of calling in before Steve Kerr does. That's quite a slap in the face. Wow. Very upset they don't believe that. They don't believe that you're friends with Steve Kerr and may have been a better basketball player than him at some point? No. No. That doesn't no, seem so far-fetched to me. I'm starting to wonder if I ever went to high school with him, to be honest with you. I, I don't even know at this point now. Is your, is your memory? You know, I, I have my yearbook. I should pull our pictures off the yearbook. I think I'm a year or two older, even though I look like 10 years younger. Um, I, I, I'm two years older, I believe. I'll have to... See, now this is why he doesn't come on, for crying out loud. You're 83 years old. Oh, stop it. All right, uh, Aaron, LeBron, next next stop for him. Does he stay in Cleveland? Does he go to Philly? Then you hear the rumors now with Boston. Um, I always said this from the very beginning. You you talked about me saying that the Rockets were going to win two and a half months ago. I've been saying this for the longest time. Uh, LeBron's going to Los Angeles. We know about the house there. and His kids go in the private school and and all that. Uh, it would be a perfect fit. They could rearrange some stuff. Magic Johnson's calling the shots. It's a win-win situation. Iconic team. Um, I don't think he wants to go ahead and, you know, go to Philly or anything like that. And all the other rumors out there, I think the perfect situation is for him to go to the Lakers and, and start over there. What do you think? So I get the idea are we to assume, we just to assume that another superstar is? Yeah, already- I have to. I mean, look, I, I is Paul George going to go? I heard what Colin Coward said that four Hollywood insiders or you know uh, moguls said that uh, him and Paul George were going to come. I don't know if it's going to be Paul George or somebody else, but did I do you- know this: that if LeBron's going to go to the Lakers, he'll be able to recruit a guy or two. Did you see the the rumor? I, not a rumor. It was a report from the New York Times today that Chris Paul. That Chris Paul is the puzzle piece to watch because he technically uh, can get out of Houston. Yeah, and, but he wants a max contract, right? Well, exactly. And to make that work in Houston, one of them is going to have to basically take less money unless they want to just completely blow up this core if LeBron were in theory to come to Houston. 
And somebody had suggested, I think it was Mark Stein, I could be mistaken, but it was the New York Times, that Chris Paul is the puzzle piece that maybe LeBron pushes him to join him somewhere where they have two max cap space spots. Obviously, the Lakers would be the logical choice. So I saw that one. I thought that was pretty interesting, and it does kind of make sense. Chris Paul and LeBron buddies, both at the tail ends of their career, both want to win now. I'm just not sold that the Lakers, unless that second guy is there, that they're all that appealing. Oh, well, but first of all, they're an iconic team. Between them and the New York Knicks, uh, there's really you know not, not two more iconic teams than, than those two. Two, as you said, there is cap to move around. Three, I would think it'd be kind of appealing to play with Lonzo, considering you say, hey, Lonzo, you don't have to shoot. Just get us the ball, and he's great at passing. So I think they would love to play with somebody like that. And you know LeBron wants to do his own recruiting. He did that in Cleveland. I, I don't see any negatives here, see, to be honest with well, you. Well, that's the last part right there, yeah. is how much, and Eminem were talking about, and I were talking about this before the show, I believe it was between the first and third time you fired him. I can't remember exactly. But okay. we were talking about this, is that the thing with LeBron, he has throughout most of his career had a strong say in personnel decisions, and especially, obviously, this this currently in Cleveland. I mean, the whole roster is who LeBron wanted. He got guys extensions that he wanted. He got guys traded in that he wanted. And so does he have to give up that power? Because you have to imagine that Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, while they want LeBron James, they are not just going to give him the keys to the franchise, let him make every single move that he wants to make. Obviously, they have a future beyond LeBron that they have to consider because, of course, LeBron now 33 years old, he can't continue this way forever. So No, but me, I think he trusts more uh, Magic and Rob but, Polinka than he did Dan but, Gilbert. But he also at one point trusted Ty Lue, too, and Ty Lue was his hand choice to, to be this coach, and he's turned on Ty Lue as well. So I don't know if I'm Magic Johnson, if I'm believing that LeBron has this. And by the way, he trusted Pat Riley, too. One, tried to get Eric Spolstra, spy, Eric Spolstra fired, and Pat Riley was strong enough to stand up to him and say, no, LeBron, let me handle these kinds of decisions. But the only point I'm trying to make is how much wiggle room do Magic and Rob Palenka really give LeBron? Because I think, to me, that's the big thing. He's going to want power, and how much at this point in his career is anybody going to be willing to give him? By the way, speaking about power, the GM of the Cavaliers, Kobe Altman, uh, you know, I interviewed him. I don't know Ooh, if you know that. When? Um, Is he going to call like, tonight, too? Or? No, no, like within three to six months ago. What happened? How'd that go? On, on my, you're you're going to love this. Of course, you've never seen him do interviews. Um, very rare. I don't think, I, you know, I don't think he's ever done a national interview. I had him on my local show in Vermont for about 22 minutes. Okay. Um, but the only reason he came on was because he was a graduate of Middlebury College in okay. Vermont. And we spent the first 18 minutes talking about Middlebury College. So, I mean, I was dying to get to the LeBron questions and really drill him. But, you know, he was nice enough to come on. But he only wanted to talk about Middlebury. And we squeezed in a few Cleveland stuff at the end. But it was very frustrating, to be honest with you, Aaron. Did you, did you get anything juicy out of him? No, but we had it on a couple of times. I think the, th- the third time I get him on, because he's nice enough to come on. This, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I think he's a little busy. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I mean, he's, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, G, uh, GM LeBron makes most of the, the personnel decisions. Yeah, there, but so I, he's not, got stuff to do, too. I got to was, imagine it's not a nine-to-five job. Was it was it post-Isaiah Thomas-Kyrie Irving trade that you interviewed him? Oh, yeah. 
were were you able to get into that with him or no? I would assume in a in a Vermont. Yeah, audience. we got a we got a couple questions in because I did send it to the guys, but. I mean, out of the twenty-two minutes, literally eighteen minutes was was talking about Middlebury. I I didn't know there I mean, was he, that much to he, talk he, about. Let me tell you something. He he has a lot of pride. For, I don't know if you've ever heard of the school, but I mean, it's a great of academic I've heard school. Of I'm from Connecticut. Wow. I'm, okay. Maybe some people have it, but you know, great academic school. So he takes a lot of pride in that. Played basketball there. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that. I don't know. Maybe sometime I'll drop. get him on, and but I don't think he'll come on nationally. I. He just wants to talk about Middlebury. I think we'd bore the audience if we talked about Middlebury with him, to be honest with you. Well, that's what I was – first of all, yeah. I, I just hope that the phone lines won't be too clogged with Steve Kerr calling in, you know, so uh, – Wow! That'd, that'd be pretty cool, though. We should get Kobe Ullman. Let's get him. Get him on. And what, were we going to talk about the Middlebury good old days? Is that what we're going to get him on for or what? Listen, if we get yeah. Kobe Altman on, first of You'll all, find a way to twist it, huh? Yeah, I will. So, where's LeBron go? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> How many of these trades did LeBron actually make? How, how do you think folks? he actually could stay in Cleveland when it's all said and done, or do you think he's done with that and and that's the last place he would go? I don't I don't think it's inconceivable because of what I said earlier about the the power and the control and I mean LeBron runs that organization. Let me flip. Yeah, it but up. they're so hamstrung, are they not? They are, and I think LeBron knows that. And for the record, that is LeBron's fault helping get all of his guys' uh, massive extensions, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson. Let me flip it on you, Arnie. I heard our buddy Colin Cowherd mention this maybe about a week or so ago. The idea of no real great situation presenting itself. Obviously, Cleveland's a disaster. The Lakers, what if the second star doesn't come? Whatever. What about the possibility of LeBron sitting out of here? Do you think that's at all in play or no? No, not at this age. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, kind of like a Michael Jordan going to play baseball, just sitting out a year, kind of letting his body yeah. heal. I think I let, don't think he's too competitive one to to do something like that. I think it would just crush him to uh, not be able to be out there and watch what's going on and not compete for an NBA championship. So I I don't think that's much of a reality. You 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 think I'm wrong on that or what? I I would put it at a tiny 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 percentage for the reason that you bring up is that he's just such a competitor. It's the tail end of his career. But I was just thinking about it in the context of. Maybe it doesn't work out with the Rockets. They just can't figure out a way to keep that core together. The Sixers, we know, are a mess. The Lakers, there's no guarantee that we know as the public right now, maybe behind the scenes LeBron is working the phones, but no guarantee that a second star is going to join him. And then all of a sudden you look up, and maybe there just aren't that great of an option. And to me, at this point in his career, all he wants to do is go to a place where he can win a championship. I don't think it's even a a, a a percentile. I think it's tiny, tiny, tiny. I just thought it was an interesting commentary by Colin. I wonder if he's going to catch grief now, and obviously he caught a lot of grief when he went to Miami, but how much grief is he going to catch leaving Cleveland a second time around if he ends up in L.A.? If he ends up in L.A. or New York, I don't think you get as much grief as Kevin Durant because those teams are not super teams like the one up in Golden State. Yeah, I agree. I just think he's at the point in his career, look, he came back to Cleveland to win a championship, to bring that city a championship, and he did. I don't I don't really know that at this point he's going to get that much grief. I, I think there's a certain segment that no matter what LeBron does, he will never they, they just they won't accept or appreciate or whatever. But I also think there's a certain segment that says, Man, look at those scrubs that he just took to the NBA finals. He deserves to go out, end his career in a better situation than this. Now, again, if you want to blame part of this situation on him, that's fine. But I also, th- I, I, I don't know. Maybe you feel that I, I, I don't think there's anywhere he could go 
that I would say, okay, I feel like I feel like he just turned his back on Cleveland or anything. I just think it's the point that situation's obviously toxic. If he wants to start over anywhere, I really wouldn't have a problem with. That's he's, me personally, though. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Uh, you could go ahead and tweet, uh, text him at uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I said text. I should say tweet. I'm getting the crazy with that. Or at Stinking Genius One. Uh, NBA. Now that Golden State's won three of the last four, is it better or worse? After four years, but first let's check out uh, what's trending with the Sager. The Sager, everything's pretty much a final now in Major yep. League Baseball. Yep, Dodgers lost at home, so they're back to being a 500 oh, team. Oh, my Dodgers. See, that's the problem. 32 wow. and 32. You know, Arnie, the way the show started tonight, I don't know if your producer is. You heard about the host in Buffalo where before the NFL draft yes, I this did. year. He said he would quit if the Bills took Josh Allen, right? If Mayfield or, or Rosen oh, were yeah. still on the board, and Josh right. Rosen was still available. They take the Wyoming quarterback, Allen, in the first round. Friday was his last day. He's a man of his word. And wow. you're, so you're, you're still here. What's going on, Artie? Wow. Yeah, yes, man. You're what the heck. Wow. <laughs> what the heck, man? I'm just saying, it has happened. In it's fact, so it just happened this past week in Buffalo, and... I don't know. You're still here. Wow. Just, I can't this is why I don't come to L.A. <laughs> this is why. Uh, but you still grace the airwaves, if yes. that's the proper verb. Yes. Justify won the Triple Crown today, finishing first at Belma, going wire to wire. He's trained by Hall of Famer Bob Baffert, who won the Triple Crown with American Pharaoh. U of A guy, Arizona education. Did not know that. You did not know that? Bob Baffert, no. Yeah. Three years ago, had a triple crown winner. That ended the near 40-year drought, and now he's got another one. Rafael Nadal is going to be in the men's final tomorrow morning, our time at the French Open. He's won this major 10 of the last 13 years. He's 10-0 in finals there. He'll be facing the number 7 seed, Dominique Thiem, who's in his first ever Grand Slam final. On the women's side, the number 1 ranked Simona Halep of Romania captured the French Open today in three sets, 6-1 in the third over American Sloane Stevens, the U.S. Open champ. It's her first major title after losing three career Grand Slam finals. Boxing win for Terrence Crawford tonight, still undefeated. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I mentioned the late ball game was in LA. Atlanta beat the Dodgers 5-3. Alex Wood's record now 1-5 for the Dodgers. Arizona scored six runs in the eighth to win 12-7 at Colorado. The Yankees got an Aaron Judge homer in the eighth and won 4-3 at the Mets, who've lost eight in a row. And Houston beat Texas 4-3. The Rangers Mm. drew 10 walks tonight, but left 17 men on base and lost a 4-3 home game. Wow. The Angels won their sixth straight. Boston got another win. Milwaukee and the Cubs each won. They're battling for the lead in the NL Central. Extra inning wins for Toronto and Detroit. And Arnie, in the Stanley Cup final, as far as ratings of viewership more specifically, 4.8 million viewers the average for the final. Not of course, bad. Half the games weren't even on a regular channel. Yeah. Basketball was getting roughly 17.8 million That's unbelievable. this past week. That, yeah. Although, if you compare basketball to itself, we go to Aaronsport, not a lot of people were watching last night comparatively. Last night's Game 4 got an overnight rating that's actually down 11% from last year. Wow. And if you add up all the finals games of these four years, it's over 20 matchups of Cavs versus Warriors in the finals. This was the lowest overnight rating for any of those games wow. in these Expected. four years of finals. Yeah. And for this series, all four games declined from the first four last year. But this game four last night was the only one of these four to drop by double digits compared wow. to last year. Yeah. 
So I, I wasn't think so the only one that that way. That's right. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% of more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Real quick, uh, he just mentions the Texas Rangers. Uh, you want to talk about the kiss of death for me. I was on the air um, uh, in Dallas when the Rangers were one strike away from winning the World Series two different times. I'm like, the Rangers are about to win the World Series, and we're doing a remote, and the crowd is going crazy. And then uh, I can't even remember, but you know how everything fell apart in the ninth and then extra innings, and they lost. And I mean, wow. one strike away two different times. How about that, huh? That is, uh, even that's for you, good, Arnie, huh? that's impressive, yeah. That's, that's very impressive. All right, I asked you, four years later, uh, Golden State's won three out of four. Is the NBA better or worse? Just asking you for, I don't know, excitement, popularity, the average fan, people watching. Is it better than, or worse than it was four years ago? Okay, so I want to flip what uh, uh, DeSager just told us. So right. 11 per, uh, it's 11% down from last year, game four. Game and- four, only game four, which is expected because it was a three games to nothing lead. It, yes. It wasn't three games to nothing last year. Yes, and all four games were down from last year in some form or fashion. So let me ask you this. Oh, it was three nothing. What do I? Yeah. No, no, last year was 3 nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cleveland yeah. won game four. Right. So let me ask you, is that a Warriors fatigue or is that Warriors-Cavs fatigue? Now, I think it's I think it's Warriors fatigue because, and to answer your question, I think that the idea that um, they're good for the league, I just don't think that's true if 11% down from last year. And yeah. I don't think the numbers would have been better if it's a different team. Like, if you just want to say America's tired of Warriors-Cavs, who is bringing that audience? It's not the Celtics. Right. It's not the Sixers, you know? But I, I don't, you know, when they go from year to year, I can't tell you on what day was was the fourth game on a on a Friday compared to a Monday. I, you know, was there something else on? Was something going on? You know, uh, people talk about how politics brought down sports ratings. I, I, I just can't tell you what was on, what was going on at the time that maybe would have taken away or taken away or or didn't take away exactly. Uh, from the NBA, so it's hard to go from year to year, uh, especially when you're at cable. It's not cable. What's going on with the NHL? W- were they going up against the games a little bit on the same day? I think that happened once. Sounds so, like you're making excuses, Arnie. You, you think so? I I don't know, but do, do you think that it's it's Warrior fatigue and or Cavalier fatigue or what? I think it's Warrior fatigue, and I think it's the knowing of the inevitability, which is my whole argument on the Warriors from the beginning. It feels like we know yeah, how but the th- playoffs weren't down, and we knew the inevitability there. Did we not, or, or did we think that Houston was going to upset them, I guess? Well, I think that that series, once it played out the way that it did, those those ratings went up because it was— it, Look, the, the great thing about the Warriors is they have now become the team that not only do the fans tune in to root for— the people that don't like them tune in to root against. I think in general. Now, you could say the numbers are down, this and that, but I still think there is that draw because people want to root against them the way that they do any kind of great dynasty. But I don't think that it's good for the league. I think when they go 32-6 and over a two-year stretch in the playoffs against hypothetically the best teams in the NBA, the best competition, I just don't think that's good for the league. You know what's crazy? 
they're so good that you could take one of the big four off the team and they'd still win a championship. Yeah, They won one without Kevin yes. Durant. If you started next year without Draymond Green, they would still win one. Whoever they would replace with Draymond Green obviously wouldn't have the same numbers, but if they had a little grit and determination, they'd battle a little bit there. The only problem is if you lose Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, people talk about maybe Clay leaving when, you know, when his contract's up for the new contract. But even without Clay. I still think they'd win. It just obviously would be tougher, and and and, uh, and Curry would have to stay healthy. I'd have to see who would well, replace Clay, but I still think they could win, Aaron. Well, and that's the point. I, you, we talk about injuries, and we've talked in the past about injuries impacting other teams. And people say, well, Steph Curry's hurt. Well, but that kind of proves the point, is that he has missed big chunks of the playoffs, and they haven't missed a beat. Let me ask you this, Arnie. I, I yeah. brought this up with Eminem. I don't know how I really feel about this, but it's just a thought. If you were starting a team tomorrow, yeah, couldn't you make the argument that Clay Thompson should be picked ahead of Steph? Curry? Oh, I was just thinking about that. I was I was about to say, yeah, Clay Thompson. Well, because you're talking about age and being healthy and and how long you've been in the league, and and, well, and he's also a great defender too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Steph, yeah. look, I, I've been critical of Steph at times. He's great. He's a two time MVP. He's, phenom- he's such a. I didn't give him credit for being as great of a shooter as it is. But go ahead. Exactly, and so. I'm not disparaging Steph here, but Clay, as you mentioned, one, he's durable. He supposedly had an ankle injury that he played through and looked just right. fine. He, has, he hasn't missed a playoff game at all through any of these runs. He's played 82 games multiple times. And, oh, by the way, he's a great defender, great shooter, great three-point shooter. I, I guess we agree. I thought it might be a controversial take, but that guy is phenomenal and just gets completely goes under the radar because well, of how easy, good he, yeah. It's easy to take him because LeBron's been in the league 15 years. Um, I mean, now, if it's between him and Kevin Durant, I you know, may have to rethink my pick there yeah, and I, go with Kevin Durant in that situation. I would as well. I would as well. By the way, people chiming in on the idea that LeBron sits out next year. David Kaye says, you're on to something. He signs after the All-Star break, pulling a Roger Clemens. So you don't see it, though. No, I, I don't even know. To join a team because maybe somebody goes down or kind of like they do in football, Des Bryant waiting for somebody to go down in, in uh, uh, training camp and then he joins them or the first or second game. I, I don't think he's got the guts to do that. Yeah, I just I, I just I wonder how appealing some of these – they all look great on paper now, but when like, like we discussed, when the Rockets have to maybe potentially get rid of Clint Capella – Ariza, Eric Gordon. I mean, that Rockets team, people think that, oh, you just add LeBron and nothing comes off the book. Like, that's not how it works. And so, Philly, it's the same with contract situations there, plus the GM situation. I just, I, I think someone will find a way to create an appealing situation for LeBron. I don't think it's just as easy as you plug him in here, 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 and here, though, you know? All right. Uh, when we get back, we get to our last stories, our predictions for the upcoming week. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's my favorite song. You like that, Aaron? It kind of has a good uh, ring to it, doesn't it? Did you write this yourself? It's, it's, it's beautiful. I did. It's the uh, smash hit of the summer. All, like all the that, kids huh? everywhere are going to be singing it. It's like a Taylor uh, Swift weird. song. Real quick, Nick says, do you guys think the NBA will need to realign the Eastern and Western Conference if LeBron goes West? Uh, also, try saying wow like Owen Wilson in every movie he's ever been in. 
I don't know. How does Owen Wilson say wow? Like like some surfer dude or something? I, I don't know how he says it. I don't know. I had never really thought And by it. the way, it won't take LeBron going out west to, to realign. Do you think the NBA is at that point now where they'll uh, do realignment? Uh, or not realignment. I think what he means like uh, realigning, the, uh, going one through 16, yeah. regardless of the Eastern or Western Conference. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never. At least I think that's what he means. I was going to say, I've never really been opposed to that. Um, I get the idea of of the travel and all that. But at the same time, I just feel like one, I think it would take away the kind of tank. Like, like you look at the East. I mean, half those teams, like, like the Cavs, they haven't tried to win the East once since LeBron got there during the regular season, to be clear, obviously. Um, and I, I just don't think there's any real impetus to like do that. Like to, 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 but if you went one through 16 and gave one and two to the winner of the West and the East, Maybe then there's incentive because well, if they didn't win the Eastern Conference, they would probably drop down to like number four or something. Well, like that's that. what I'm saying is that yeah. that if there was the possibility that if the Cavs screw around, and this is of course under the hypothetical that LeBron is back there, but that the Cavs screw around and they end up as a, a team that could face the Warriors in the second round, then maybe they're trying to win during the regular season, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's all matchup. I, I don't know if the NBA is at that point yet or if they wanted to mess with something like that. Uh, right now, give us a little music. Let's get to some predictions. Uh, and, and right off the top, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, Aaron, that LeBron's going to go to Los Angeles. Oh, okay, uh, I, I really believe that, uh, and I think we're going to find out sooner than later. I think everything's pointing there. The money they have to spend, he could bring in people playing with Lonzo, which I think is a plus, not a negative. Uh, play, um, work playing, working with Magic Johnson. Doing the whole Hollywood thing, uh, Los Angeles Lakers being an iconic team. I think LeBron is coming to Los Angeles. What do you think? All right, my first prediction, yeah. unrelated to LeBron, going out on a limb here. Rafael Nadal, your 2018 French Open champ, for two big reasons. One, because he always wins. Yeah, two, I was gonna say, doesn't he always win? One, because he always wins. Yeah. Two, because I have no idea who he's playing tomorrow, and it right. doesn't matter. So that's my big prediction. I didn't even know he was playing tomorrow. By the way, I'm wearing an orange cutoff shirt right now showing wow. my guns in, in honor of him. Are you also wearing a cast in honor of LeBron? You, you that's got right. everything tonight. Yes, I am. Uh, winning the World Cup, Argentina. Don't cry for me. You want to know why? I have no reason whatsoever why they're going to win, but I'm picking Argentina to win the World Cup. I uh, will stick with the World Cup theme. My team, Iceland. DeSager says they might not win a game. Sorry, they are advancing to the knockout round. I won't say too far, but they will get out of the group stage. Again, mainly because I don't know what who they're playing. What kind of prediction that? That's a great prediction. DeSager said they're not going to win a game. I'm saying they're going to get to the Sweet 16 of if that's what they call it. They don't call it the Sweet 16. What do you mean what kind of pre- Arnie, you're fired. Get out it's of here. It's the win No, you're fired. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're fired. You got to go. Sorry. You're done. <laughs> My last prediction. He was a little busy today. I don't know why, since the series ended yesterday. My prediction is Steve Kerr will call in 95% sure tomorrow while I do the show at play. Wow! Pretty sure. 95%, uh, Aaron. That is a great prediction. So my prediction, hold on, i got to do some mental math here. What are you going to say, 5% he won't call in? All right, my prediction here, my last prediction, this is a big one. Your New York Mets... Eight losses in a row. Yes, I saw that. I predict, didn't have to bring that up. I predict they will win at least one more game before the All-Star break. Wow. Going on another limb. Another limb. 
I think they'll win at really? least one more. I do. I feel good. I'm feeling good about that one. Really? Going out on a limb. There you go, big boy. Our predictions uh, for the uh, upcoming week. By the way, what are you working on uh, this week? I know you do the podcast and uh, go around watching uh, basketball all over the place. What are you working on this week? I actually have to go to Phoenix for a few days, uh, a midweek bachelor What, to see party. if they're going to take DeAndre Ayton as the number one pick or what? Well, he was in there working out the other yes, day. It's a look, done that's deal. That's the only team he wanted to work out for. Yes, it's, I, I think it's pretty close to a done deal. I have a midweek bachelor party, but I'll be back next week. Don't you worry. A mid, who has midweek bachelor party? Okay, so here's the deal. My buddy, they're flying in from New York. They're, by the way, they're Mets fans. They're going because the Mets are playing the Diamondbacks. That's oh, why I'm going. So they timed it out, but also a lot of them in the, this bachelor party are fathers, and so they want to get back because next Sunday is Father's Day. So oh. they're leaving Saturday anyway. So they're going Wednesday to Saturday. Okay. I'm going Thursday to Saturday morning, but I will be back here in right. time. Lots of Mets talk. We can talk the Mets for two hours if you Night's want. Night's all hungover. You'll be. All right, thanks to the crew. Uh, thanks to Eminem. Uh, thanks to Raider Ryan. Thanks to DeSager. Coming up next, straight out of Vegas, our uh, buddies RJ Pell and uh, Steve Cofield. They'll give you a Vegas perspective on what's going on in the world of sports. Love talking to them. Love listening to what they've got to say, especially now that we have a triple crown winner. And so you've got uh, all kinds of crazy odds and money on that. And now that the NBA uh, championship is done, they're coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.